92nd Street Y Online Media is made possible by the generous support of listeners like you. This excerpt from an event commemorating the 35th anniversary of the New York Review of Books features Joan Didion reading part of her series of reports on El Salvador, originally published in the New York Review of Books in 1982. This was recorded on October 19, 1998, in front of a live audience at New York's 92nd Street Y. I'm going to read from a series of, well, from one of a series of pieces I did for the New York Review in 1982, after a trip my husband and I made to El Salvador. I'd been writing for Bob and Barbara for several years, but this was the first time I'd, I'd done a kind of project we've done quite a few of since, a project in which you just start looking at something, in this case the American presence in El Salvador, and you just see what there is and read what, it, what there is to read and think about it and see where it takes you. It's a way of working uh, I like very much, and I don't know too many other people who would have encouraged me to do it in quite such a free-form way. So I go back to this piece tonight by way of saying thank you. At 22 minutes past midnight on Saturday, June 19, 1982, there was a major earthquake in El Salvador. Caltech measured it at 7 on the Richter scale, Berkeley at 7.4. It collapsed shacks and set off landslides and injured several hundred people, but killed only about a dozen. Surprisingly few for an earthquake of this one's apparent intensity and duration, 37 seconds. I say about a dozen because figures on this, as on everything else in Salvador, varied. For the several hours that preceded this earthquake, I had been seized by the kind of amorphous jitters that my grandmother believed an adjunct of what is called in California earthquake weather, which is a sultry stillness, a kind of unnatural light. In fact, there was no particular prescience about this mood since it was always earthquake weather in San Salvador and the jitters were endemic. I recall having come back to the Camino Real Hotel that night about 10.30 after dinner in a Mexican restaurant on the Paseo Escalon with a Salvadoran painter named Victor Barrier, who had said when we met at a party a few days before that he was interested in talking to Americans because they so often came and went with no understanding of the country and its history. Victor Barrier could offer, he explained, a special perspective on the country and its history because he was a grandson of the late General Maximiliano Hernandez Martinez, the dictator of El Salvador between 1931 and 1944, and the author of what Salvadorans still call La Matanza, the massacre killing. Those weeks in 1932 when the government killed as a lesson uncountable thousands of citizens. As it happened, I had been interested for some years in General Martinez, the spirit of whose regime would seem to have informed Gabriel Garcia Marquez's The Autumn of the Patriarch. This original patriarch, who was murdered in exile in Honduras in 1966, was a rather sinister visionary who entrenched the military in Salvadoran life, was said to have held seances in the, in the Casa Presidencial, 
and conducted both the countries and his own affairs along lines dictated by eccentric insights, which he sometimes shared by, ra by radio with the remaining citizens. Quote, it is good that children go barefoot. That way they can better receive the beneficial effluvia of the planet, the vibrations of the earth. Plants and animals don't use shoes, unquote. Quote, biologists have discovered only five senses, but in reality there are 10. Hunger, thirst, procreation, urination, and bowel movements are the senses not included in the lists of the biologists, unquote. I had first come across this side of General Martinez in the United States government printing office's area handbook for El Salvador, a generally straightforward volume quote, designed to be useful to military and other personnel who need a convenient compilation of basic facts, unquote. In this volume, somewhere between the basic facts about General Martinez's program for building schools and the basic facts about his program for increasing exports, there appears this sentence, quote, he kept bottles of colored water that he dispensed as cures for almost any disease, including cancer and heart trouble and relied on complex magical formulas for the solution of national problems." Unquote. This sentence springs from the area handbook for El Salvador as if printed in neon, and is followed by one even more arresting. Quote, During an epidemic of smallpox in the capital, he attempted to halt its spread by stringing the city with a web of colored lights. Unquote. Not a night passed in San Salvador when I did not imagine it strung with those colored lights. And I asked Victor Barrier what it had been like to grow, grow up as the grandson of General Martinez. Victor Barrier had studied for a while at the San Diego campus of the University of California. And he spoke perfect, unaccented English with the slightly formal constructions of the foreign speaker in a fluted, melodic voice that seemed always to suggest a higher reasonableness. The general had been, he said, sometimes misunderstood. Very strong men often were. Certain excesses had been inevitable. Someone had to take charge. It was sometimes strange going to school with boys my, whose fathers my grandfather had ordered shot, he allowed. But he remembered his grandfather mainly as a forceful man, a man capable of inspiring great loyalty a theosophist from whom it had been possible to learn an appreciation of the classics, a sense of history, the Germans. The Germans especially had influenced Victor Barriere's sense of history. When you've read Schopenhauer and Nietzsche, what's happening here? Well, <laughs> Victor Barriere had shrugged and the subject changed, although only fractionally, since El Salvador is one of those places in the world where there is just one subject, the situation, the problema. It's various facets presented over and over again as on a stereopticon. One turn in the facet was former ambassador Robert White, a real jerk, the grandson said. Another, the murder in 1980 of Archbishop Romero, a real bigot, the grandson said. At first I thought he meant whoever stood outside the chapel in which the archbishop was saying mass and drilled him through the heart with a 22 caliber dum-dum bullet but he did not. 
Listening to that man on the radio every Sunday, he said, was like listening to Adolf Hitler or Benito Mussolini. In any case, we don't really know who killed him, do we? It could have been the right or, he drew the words out, it could have been the left. We have to ask ourselves, Joan, who gained? Think about it. I said nothing. I wanted only for dinner to end. <laughs> Victor Barrier had brought a friend along, a young man from Chalatenango province. He was teaching to paint. And the friend brightened visibly when we stood up. He was 18 years old and spoke no English and had sat through dinner in polite misery. He can't even speak Spanish properly, Victor Barrier said in front of him. However, if he were cutting cane in Chalanango, he'd be taken by the army and killed. If he were out on the street here, he'd be killed. So, he comes every day to my studio, he learns to be a primitive painter, and I keep him from getting killed. It's better for him, don't you agree? I said that I agreed. The two of them were going back to the house Victor Barrier shared with his mother, a diminutive woman he addressed as Mommy, the daughter of General Martinez. And after I dropped them there, it occurred to me that this was the first time in my life that I had been in the presence of obvious material and felt no professional exhilaration at all, only personal <laughs> dread. One of the most active death squads then operating in El Salvador called itself the Maximiliano Hernandez Martinez Brigade, but I had not asked the grandson about that. Thank you. Thanks for listening. For more information on the 92nd Street Y and all of our programs, please visit us at 92y.org. This program is copyright 1998 by the 92nd Street Y.